Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sanctus Radio, your daily dose of good vibes, connection, and all things mental health. We're back. We're back. Some of you may have noticed we had a day off yesterday. I'll be honest, the reason for that is I woke up in the morning and I just really, really didn't feel like it. Um, I'd not had a good night's sleep. I had a meeting that was starting sort of shortly after I was I was going to do this show and I just didn't feel like it. I'll be honest, my check-in would have been angry, frustrated, tired because I'd slept awfully. Uh, and now that's not and that's not a reason not to do the show, to be honest. I've learned in future. I think that can be really... Um, sort of important to remind people that we all have those off days uh, even even me as the host of Sanctus Radio of course I do yeah I just didn't feel like it however I must admit very nice to be missed because I had a lot of people messaging me saying where is where is today's show so that's nice uh, so thank you to anyone that reached out and we're back today we're back with an absolute corker we've got two guests on the show today two guests yep we've got Leah Ellis and we've got Lucy Dalgleish, both from a company that's a Sanctus partner called Good Lord. Um, Good Lord, as far as I'm aware, provide some technology to uh, estate agents to make the referencing process of moving house or um, changing your tenancy or renting far easier than it is. And then it is as a as a serial renter. I've used Good Lord before, and it's a fantastic product. However, we're not on to talk about the ups and downs of renting. We are going to talk about furloughing. Uh, as far I don't know the details yet. We're going to find out shortly. But um, Good Lord have furloughed some of their team, and Leah and Lucy have led that process. So we had Ben Edmonds on, or Benjamin Edmonds, as I should call him, uh, a week or so ago, and he talked about being furloughed from an employee perspective. Today, we're going to talk about being. Um, the furloughers, I suppose, and what that's like for the employer, how to handle that well, what to look out for, how to continue to support staff who are both furloughed and um, continuing in their employment and how to sort of deal with the, yeah, all the, all the different things that brings up. So I'm going to call them now. I'm going to do a check-in, we're going to do some gratitude, and then we're just going to dive straight into a conversation about uh, about furloughing from their perspective. So I'm really looking forward to it. Never had two guests on the show, so we'll see where we get to. Let's dive right in. Come on then, I'm going to give them a call right now. Let's do it. Right, let's go. Good morning. Morning, Leah. Welcome to Thanks Radio. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Where Where are you? Uh, where are you calling in from? Um, I'm in Ballam, so Ballam in South London, Southwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not far from me. I'm in Stockwell, so we're we're, oh, we're, okay. we're close to each other. Yeah, very close indeed. South of the river is where it's at, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Morning, Lucy. Welcome to Thanks Radio. Oh. She's there. I can hear her. Did you hear her? No, I can't. Luce, can you hear me? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there we go. Well, <laughs> hello, I've got you. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> hello. Some some slight technical glitches. We've never. This is the first time I've had more than one guest on Sanctus Radio. So, um, you're yeah. This is this is a first. So, thank you for uh, thank you for being part. Very of welcome. It. Thanks for having us. Yeah. 
Um, wanted to just start just just by doing in true sanctus fashion, just by just a quick check in, just sort of one word, uh, maybe a sentence of just just how you feeling like this morning, basically. Um, I'll start. I've just got really hot. Um, I, th- I think when I couldn't hear you then, Lucy, I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is all gone wrong. So I've just had a hot flush. Um, so that's my one word check-in or my one sentence check-in. What about you guys? Shall I go? Um, yeah, you go. Okay, I'm feeling proud actually this morning, as cheesy as that sounds. I You're like going to have to say more on that. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> proud in a weird way. So proud actually of how good lord really came together last week um and kind of we'll explain more i'm sure but just really kind of the sense of our culture that's coming out and every good lordian sort of supporting each other and um lucy just gave me an update to say how many people have kind of signed all their letters through docusign to confirm you know what we've asked of them our proposals around furlough and, and pay cuts um, so just feeling proud that we've kind of got almost everyone's commit um, and everyone's kind of really pulling together to support each other during this time. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely go more more into that. How about you, Lucy? What's your one word or one sentence check-in? Uh, yeah, my one would be, uh, I'm feeling, I suppose, um, slightly nervous. This is my first podcast experience. Um, yeah, right now that's how I'm feeling. I'd I'd say. Yeah, nice. And um, before before we jump into chatting about furlough and, and all that other stuff, um, what about one one thing you might be grateful for? Uh, and I'll start. I'm grateful. For, I've just had Nutella on a bagel, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> my mum, my mum is sending me a package every two weeks, so it's, I feel like I'm at university again. But I get like a care <laughs> package from my mum in the post every two weeks, which just fills me with so much joy. And uh, this one had some Nutella in, so I've just had Nutella on a bagel for breakfast. So I'm feeling very grateful for my mum. And um, <laughs> yeah, and receiving receiving lots of goods in the post. Um, Love it. What a... So sweet. <laughs> what about you guys? Is there anything anything you're grateful for this morning? Uh, do you want to go? No, first you go. I'm thinking. Um, I would say I'm grateful for um, the kind of enthusiasm of, of the people at Good Lord. Um, we do kind of daily challenges where I post in Slack and like get people to to get engaged and without fail every day there's someone there straight away to respond and I I'm grateful that I don't have to talk silence <laughs> and people actually are answering. What about you, Leah? Um, I'm actually feeling grateful for the trainers at the gym making sure that I'm not about 20 stone heavier during quarantine quarantine um so they they're doing kind of two classes every day on Instagram um and have delivered weights to people's houses and all of that so I'm actually kind of feeling grateful for them for um making sure I can still fit out the door at the end of all of this so yeah (laughs) that's where I love that love that um, look, cool to see to hear them innovating as well. Like so many businesses are changing how they do things. It's cool to see them uh, still meeting your needs in that way, which is yeah, nice. we've heard really good stories of that. Um, right, look, one one thing that's a bit different about this is doing this is is knowing who's going to answer which question. So I've just thought of an idea to to stop the awkwardness. What I might do is yo yo between you both. Yeah. So okay. I, I, in e- with each question, I'll, I'll sort of go, I'll go, Leah, Lucy, Leah, Lucy. How's that sound? And then obviously, yeah. if either of you want to chip in afterwards, of course do. 
Um, but in terms of the, the initial person, I'll, I'll yo-yo between you both just or else we'll have the, the words that we've heard on Zoom and on video calls a thousand times, which is, no, 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 you go, you go, you go, <laughs> um, which we're probably all really used to. Um, re- really simple one, um, Leah, just, just to kick us off. How, how many people, um, how many staff did you have, at, I suppose, at Good Lords, you know, a month ago? What was your head count yeah. pre-coronavirus? 114 permanent uh, good Lordians, just before everything kicked off. We still have 114 Good Lordians, which I'm um, proud to say. And we also have, in addition to that, 26 um, d- people that we employ through Tempo in our referencing team. So we're about, I guess, a hun- my maths is terrible this morning, clearly, but about 140 people in total. Yeah. And and you, I'm sure you'll both want to answer this one, but I'll, I'll start with you, Lucy. What in just just for sort of top line, how how how's this situation impacted your business in, in terms of what you actually do? So um, our whole uh, business is based on kind of processing tenancies and and obviously on the lettings market. So with the lockdown and everything, um, lots of estate agents can't move people in. So it means that you know, with them not viewing houses and, and not moving and everything and not putting references through the through the platform, it's meant that our volumes um, have have significantly reduced. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's had quite a big, big impact. And, and Leah, have there any, been any other, other than the sort of obvious kind of commercial mm-hmm. impact of people moving and, you know, revenue decreasing or whatever, have, have there been any other maybe more indirect impacts on on good lord that, that you've noticed that that really like, affected the business um that's a good question and one I'm, I'm thinking about i think it's impacted us in lots of different ways actually so our, our kind of core business as lucy said and, and this is sticking on the commercials a little bit um has obviously sort of been impacted in, in a negative way because people can't move um on the other hand our insurance side of the business well, we actually so we offer um, insurance to both landlords and tenants to protect them. So actually, that side of the business has been massive um, in the last few weeks. And actually, the impact I hadn't quite anticipated was the people in that team speaking to tenants who are going through a really rough time and not being able to, you know, pay their landlord, have got a difficult landlord, and actually the impact it's having on them. Um, you know, they're not trained. Uh, counsellors or uh, trained in that and making sure we support them and giving them someone to offload on um, at the end of the day is is something I hadn't anticipated to happen but actually kind of has had quite a big impact Um, and I think also it's been great to see our marketing team have been fantastic but how the industry has come together Um, so sharing knowledge for example our sales team were going out to um, well a new customer and they couldn't get their head around furlough so the head of sales asked me to jump on a call and talk them through it and then mm-hmm. you know how how that industry is coming together and actually an industry that quite typically letting agents or maybe shouldn't say this don't really like talking to each other and actually everyone kind yes. of pulling together so um definitely a commercial impact but definitely kind of a uh industry impact and everyone pulling together to support each other at the time which is great to see and, and yeah, I mean, look, from I'm, I'm, a, I'm a renter and my experience of the industry is that it's pretty cutthroat and pretty competitive. So to hear, hear the industry come together in that way is, a, is, an, aw- is an awesome benefit. Um, mm. And just, just to stick with, 
you a second, uh, Leah. Can you just kind of, you know, as much as much or as little detail as you, as you want to go in, given the time we've got, just talk us through just the process. Like, you know, this this big pandemic hits the the yeah. sort of the the real life impact starts to become clear what what was good what was your what was good lord's response um and i suppose what's what's been the result like how you know in the end um you've already checked in with what i assume is that you've you've sort of agreed with with staff some part yeah i think you mentioned salary reductions and furlough mm-hmm. and what's yeah what's been the process and what's been the results yeah, well, I I actually was off skiing when this all really kicked off. Uh, so oh, I left, yeah, so me and our head of finance, not just together, um, but a big group of us were off skiing. So I left Lucy, um, not intentionally, um, and William and Tom to really kick off the pro- process, really. So the minute where actually COVID was starting to have an impact and we were like, right, you know, this is going to get serious. Lucy and the team um, started speaking with teams to make sure that they could adjust to working from home. And they did that in like a staggered approach, team by team. So, you know, if there are any issues for our customer facing teams, we could sort those rather than having a hard, we're working to home and no transition. It also enabled us to kind of put together best practice for working working from home, um, send people equipment, start the daily challenges, like Lucy said. So that that week was really transitioning to how are we going to do this? How are we going to do recruitment remotely? How are we going to do meetings? And and kind of doing that cultural piece around that. And then when actually it was like, "Mm, we're going to move to lockdown, um, it's quite good having William as our CEO who, you know, is involved in lots of different businesses and kind of was getting little tidbits of information here and there. And, and you know, Lucy in particular, but Lucy and I both said, we need to get ahead of this and we need to move um, to working from home because people are starting to get anxious. They don't want to travel, people are getting nervous. So we actually um, made everyone work from home where possible prior to the lockdown coming in and then as soon as lockdown happened you know obviously we were like right this is going to have an impact we started tracking our tendencies if you go on our website we've kind of got a new tracker on there to to one help ourselves and to help the industry and then after the first announcement around lockdown uh, and people being told not to move we knew people were being a bit anxious within the business and what does this mean for us so we actually moved our management meeting and and organized a company huddle for that day for all mm-hmm. companies and and in hindsight did we go out a little bit too fast i mean it was less than 24 hours from the announcement potentially but it also showed kind of our we don't have all the information and i actually think that's the hardest thing for businesses at the moment is trying to make decisions with about 40% of the information. Um, You know, it's a real challenge. But we were like, look, we don't have all the information, but we're going to go out. And so that that day, the Tuesday after the first announcement, we went out and said, look, this is furlough. We can use the scheme if anyone would benefit from furlough. So can't work from home due to the environment, have children, which is causing stress, you know, anything like that. People could volunteer for furlough. And that was our approach to begin with. And we said that actually from um, from that date until the end of May, we would we would pay people 100% uncapped whilst on furlough. Um, and, and then actually the situation started to get 
a little more intense and we noticed that our volumes were maybe falling a little bit more quickly than we had anticipated. So as a management team, we thought, right, we actually need to plan for worst case so that things can only get better uh, as opposed to not plan for worst case and then be kind of caught out or keep going back with more bad news. So the week before Easter, we did a lot of planning. What does that look like? What do we need to ask of people? And our main aim for all of this, um, and I'll stop talking in a second, our main aim and everything was to keep everyone employed um, where possible. So what we were asking is for everyone to take a bit of short-term pain, a little bit of it, rather than one person taking long-term and a big bit of pain. So kind of asking everyone to, we've got a bit of a saying that if one thing happens to a good Norden, good audience it happens to all of us and we really kind of were going on that mentality and so we we understood how much cash we need to save basically over the next six months how we need to reduce our cash where we're going to do that non-people related costs and then where we're going to do that people related costs and so in the end we've asked 61 people to furlough um and the other the remaining people in the business we've asked to go down to a four-day working Hello again. Leah, you're back. I don't know what happened there. It could have been my internet, yours, Lucy's. I don't think any of us any of us will ever know. Let's let's expect Lucy to, to jump back on. And, and you were just saying um, you've ended up on people. And yep. then I, you just cut off when you were saying and the remainder. Yes. OK, I'll pick back up. And I, and I think that is my cue to go a bit. So yeah, we've we've furloughed sixty one people, and the rest of the business we've asked to go to four day working weeks, and if that's not possible, actually to do a five day week on ninety percent pay. So none of that is happening until the first of June. None of those will be effective, and and we'll be constantly reviewing between now and then to say actually, you know, is worst case looking like it's going to be worst case or are things actually looking better so it gives us a bit of flexibility but it allows people to prepare for what might happen so giving people as much upfront notice and transparency to help them as well yeah and and the smt our our management team have taken between a well from 50 percent to 80 percent pay so between a 20% and 50% pay reduction. And we kind of agreed that first, all of us saying, you know, we can't go out there to the rest of the teams if we're not prepared to do it. So that was our approach. And and we really, you know, said to people, look, this is so that we can keep all roles. Um, And actually, we decided to, to run a consultation process too. So there's still a bit of, I think, um, undecisiveness as to whether collective consultation needs to happen. In regards to furlough, um, some people are saying yes, uh, others are saying not really, that kind of within the law, the proposal to dismiss is not quite there yet. However, we thought actually this is an opportunity to get feedback from the teams and to make sure, you know, we haven't missed anything. So last week in the four days, we we completed 114 individual consultations wow. and we did a uh, two day collective consultation process and actually the team doing the collective consultation our employee reps were fantastic put forward six proposals four of which we accepted and by Friday afternoon 
everybody in the business, as I said, had accepted what we were asking of them. Um, and we were able to do a final company huddle to kind of tell people and and reassure them that actually due to everyone taking a bit of a hit and asking and agreeing to what we'd asked, we don't have to make any redundancies at this time. So it's definitely been a busy few weeks, but um, I think we're coming out the other end now and we've had some great feedback. Um, you know, and, and the most important thing, people have a little bit of um, clarity as to what's happening rather than being in the unknown and you know we've involved them in those decisions rather than just sending a letter saying you're being furloughed sign here yeah well let me I, I mean it, it doesn't oh, in many ways it doesn't feel like a time to congratulate yet I suppose just hearing your approach there I you know it, I just think the way you've done it sounds like it's been really sort of inclusive everyone's been heard and you've you've taken a sort of collective approach rather than a potentially I don't want to say selfish one mm. um but yeah I think it sounds like you've really nurtured more maybe even more of a community within your team which is which is just great um Lucy from a like a I suppose like a I don't know whatever people HR perspective now you've come to this you, you've co- sounds like you've come to a decision that you can be you know you've been pretty clear about what what's your biggest concern now um both for the the staff that that will be on furlough and and for the remain the, the you know the the people who are, are still working whether that's four days a week or five days a week i think um my biggest concern is definitely like maintaining the culture um and uh, engagement within the whole team um we've already found having furloughed i think 30 people so far um or maybe more that that they like they're not they're not as communicative obviously they're not working um but we're trying to like put together initiatives that are going to keep them engaged keep them kind of chatting with us and checking in because ultimately you know no one's really going anywhere at the moment so even if you're on furlough you may be at home we don't know whether um some people may be at home on their own so we want them to have that contact with us still um so i suppose it's it's having that challenge and um kind of introducing our new starters to the new to our culture as well we've had um about 15 or so new starters since we went remote um and they're they're unable to be furloughed so we are trying to kind of introduce them to the you know what we know good lord to be we know that good lord is is sociable and fun and um we've we've got the honesty part they know that we're honest they've seen it over the last few weeks um but they it's it's that's the biggest challenge is is when half the staff are are furloughed how do we engage the rest of the staff and show our new starters who we are properly yeah and how how, have you been doing that how have you what are what are those initiatives you put in place to to keep both sort of furloughed and non-furloughed employees engaged so a number of things. So we're keeping to our normal traditions. So on a Friday, we have a huddle um, where we kind of go through various aspects of the business. We do intro lords, which are kind of each person does an introduction of themselves to the business. So all of our new starters do those. Um, and recently I've introduced some, um, sounds quite bizarre, but I've introduced some pet intro lords. So we've got people <laughs> online to introduce their pets to the rest of the business which has been really fun um remote pub quizzes uh and then we're about to introduce some kind of social hours so uh ceo social hour for all of those that are furloughed our our ceo william is going to be doing 
um, an hour fortnightly to kind of catch up with those that are on furlough and give them an update on on how the business is doing. Um, and we're going to be doing something similar for the new starters as well, kind of bringing in random people from across the business into um, a morning and so they can introduce themselves because I suppose normally if you're not involved in the onboarding process you probably would bump into someone in the kitchen um, or in the office and say hello but obviously there's not that opportunity now so trying to kind of make that happen on purpose um, so that the new starters are meeting more people um, that's kind of my aim for, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah and that's that's awesome. Um... One of the things that, that I've, I've noticed that's come up a few times, I actually had someone email me about it, is this almost concept of, her, the, the phrase she used was like survivor's guilt. It was kind of like uh, almost this like weird, not tension, but this weird dynamic between those who've been cho- chosen to be furloughed and those who've, who've remained. And obviously the, the guilt perhaps of people that aren't furloughed that, you know, that yeah they're, they're still working and, and people that are filled and not is that, is that something you've come across Leah is is there any is there have you noticed any sort of dynamic between you know those who have and those who haven't let's say not yet to be honest but it is something I'm anticipating potentially as more people fellow I think we're quite lucky that well lucky in some ways so I, I used to work at Capita for many years and uh, I you know that I can't speak badly of them because I had a great start to my career, but there's a lot of people there that I imagined, um, you know, as soon as furlough happened, would be like, yay, you know, I can work and still get, uh, not work and still get paid. Great. And everyone's yeah. kind of fighting for furlough. Um, I think in London and, and kind of in Stars Up World and at Good Lords, actually it was more the other way around of people going, well, I, I want to work. What else am I going to do? Um, you know, and, and so because we started with people taking voluntary furlough almost that that was our first approach and because we've engaged people in the process and and all of our management team not only did we do kind of individual consultations but also talk to their teams and I think I think the culture that and I'm, I'm not saying this is just the people team, but the management team and, and everyone at Good Law contributes to. But because we have those open conversations, because people trust their managers um, and, and because we have regular one to ones and and people know their teams, I think the decisions around who to furlough um, and, and who to stay actually were, you know, it wasn't a. I've just made this decision ad hoc. There was reasoning behind it. And and in our teams where there's multiple people doing the same role, for example, in our customer support team, the, the other thing is how do we make sure that the people working don't get to burnout stage during this point? Yeah. And, and how do we look after them? So we're actually going to be rotating the people that are on furlough. So the minimum time you can furlough for is three weeks, but then you can be recalled at any point and, there's now been clarity to say someone can be furloughed more than once. So we're going to be doing that to make sure kind of, you know, people are still talking to each other, people don't burn out, burn out and that that tension doesn't arise. But I think, like you say, it's something we need to be conscious of. And actually, you know, these social events that Lucy's planning and we're thinking of doing team quizzes as a like get to know the team, but not like what the team do, get to know the people in the team and, and all things like that. And actually for people on furlough to do one of the huddles to say what they've been up to, lots of our people furloughed are volunteering um, and are still dialing into, you can't work when you're on furlough. Um, 
you know, you can't you can't make money for the company, but that doesn't stop you um, developing or keeping connected with the business or encouraging people to still um, dial into to team meetings, to um, you know, retro meetings, all of those things, so that they can keep updated. So I, I can see it happening in different companies, but we haven't seen it yet. At Good Lord. Yeah. Cool. And um, as as you're both talking, I'm just I'm just I can feel the uh, I suppose like the pressure and the responsibility of, of these decisions over the last like over the last co- couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. and the last month. Um, you know, whether whether you're in a leadership position or whether you're you know or, or you're in the HR team, you know I can't remember a time in recent years when the pressure's been possibly as high as this. Um, I suppose yeah, I suppose my question. To, to you, sounds Leah like you're you're on the leadership team. Like how how's yeah. that team doing? <laughs> like how 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 are people? Um, a really... I always worry. I always worry that leaders are the last people to work on their mental health and take time <laughs> out for themselves. It's um, a really good is, question. In my experience, pretty much true. So yeah, just wondering how 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 they are, uh, how they're looking after themselves. It's funny you ask that. I um, William yesterday. He, he sent me a little something in the post to say to say thank you for everything because um, we were kind of working throughout Easter and stuff and you know it, it might, that's not needed but I was like thank you very much that's lovely of you um, and I said it, we were just kind of having a bit of a laugh and and I said this is the first day I haven't been on a hangout before 4 p.m and he said well what have you been doing like you know in a jokey way and uh, he said well I've actually had a, an hour free and I made a cup of tea for the wife and I said does she feel like she's actually got a husband the last few weeks mm. and we were kind of laughing about that but that's that is a really good point and you know all it's not just the people team I'm really hoping that this obviously I would never have wished COVID to ever have hit but if there's one positive outcome of it is that people teams will be valued and and what they do seen as not fluffy but you know a, a key part of the business and I'm very lucky and I think Lucy will agree with me that I now work for a company where I don't have to fight to put people on the agenda. People are on the agenda and and, and therefore, you know, it means that every every part of that management team take on these responsibilities and are involved in these big decisions. And and you know, we have been checking in with them still and, and they are doing okay. And I think having a leader like William who keeps calm you know yes he's he's focused on the numbers but no one would really know if he was getting pressure from investors you know that that's kept separate he's doing the right thing for the people and um so I think they're all doing okay I think having strong leadership leadership that's leading by example is important um but I think you know everyone this week taking a bit of time out just taking an afternoon off or whatever it is to kind of recheck in um you know as you'll know we we booked an extra day of sanctus sessions last week for people to join in don't i don't think any of the senior management team did but we encouraged them to so they they yeah. are being asked if they're okay i think you know no doubt it's been a challenging time and, and actually and then i'll stop talking for tom who's our um founder and and coo he he has been through a time back in 2017 where they had to make about half the company redundant and we still have about 30 employees at good lord who are here then and i think for him it's particularly stressful 
because he he never wants to be in a position where he has to do that again. And he almost feels guilty. And I don't know if he would say that out loud and whether listening to this, he'll he'll kill me for it. Um, but, you know, for him in particular, I wanted to check in with him and say, how are you doing? And, and he just said, do you know what? We've got a better structure in place. We've got a better team. And I feel confident that the decisions we're making will protect us. So a good question. I think, you know, there is a lot of leaders that we need to look out for right now. And it's quite hard sometimes to empathize with how much they're doing when you personally are being impacted by the decisions they're making. And you're naturally yeah. going to see them as the bad people who are imposing that on you. Um, but, you know, I guarantee there's a lot of time and back and forth and decision making to make sure people get it right. Um, that's happening by most leaders right now. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's often, you know, people in leadership positions are there, are, are easy to point the finger at. Um, and it it's can, can be hard for people to be compassionate for um, for people in leadership positions without knowing the, the kind of full story or what people are going through. And yeah, just being on the other side and feeling powerless, perhaps, to some people sitting in a room making a decision about your job. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also, I was nodding wholeheartedly um, that I do hope as a sort of unintended positive consequence of this that that people in hr teams across the board are just valued more as as absolutely integral parts of the business yeah um as as in my opinion they they should be um just just coming to the end i suppose i'd love to just just get a sense from you both like a similar question and start with you lucy like how, how are you two doing you know being in the being on the sort of front line in a way of of, of this like yeah how are you how have you been have you been keeping yourself balanced and centered or or is, have you found it difficult like is it is it had a is it had a has it, has it been tough um yeah that's a, a good question i think um i'm lucky in the sense that um we have a great team around us like william and leah both were really supportive last week um i think last week was a challenge to stay balanced um especially with so many kind of back-to-back consultations um but actually it gave I think a lot of us the opportunity to see kind of leadership in action and um, really managers like I was I was sitting in a lot of the consultations and seeing managers really support their team in a in a great way. And, and um, yeah, it just it made me feel proud. To, so I didn't mind putting that extra work in um, last week because I've since had, you know, a lovely long weekend. That I've been able to relax in. Um, so yeah, I suppose, yes, it was challenging during the time. And of course, everyone's making kind of financial decisions for themselves and finances and salaries and all of that can be very emotive. So it was, it was a highly emotional week. Um, but I finished the week feeling very proud to be part of a team that all of them, everyone at Good Lord has, has sacrificed a little bit of pain, like Leah said, um, to make it better for everyone moving forward. So, um, yeah, I, I suppose I finished proud and still feel that way now. How about you, Leah? How, how, how are you doing if you've got, yeah. if you've got a second on Sanctus Radio to actually <laughs> sort of think about it? <laughs> Do you know what? I, it, it was tough. That, you know, there's no denying that. And it was knackering. I was, you know, falling asleep at half eight every night on the sofa. And and actually saying that, though, I feel a bit guilty almost saying that because I'm like, well, actually, I still have a job. I'm, you know, 
I'm okay. I've got a good team around me. And it makes me think of the the post that you put on LinkedIn the other day around saying, you know, it's okay to be angry. It's just what you do with it. And, and actually, I am a bit angry that we haven't to ask people to do this. And I'm a bit angry that there's this thing out there that I can't really see. And people are telling me what I can and can't do because of it, which sounds ridiculous. But I'm like, well, I want to go out to the pub. Why can't I? And obviously, I know all the reasons logically, but emotionally, it's frustrating. Um, So I think, you know, there is a frustration there, there is a slight anger, but more, more just out of you could never have planned for this and it, it's something out of your control um but actually you know like lucy said as well also feeling proud also feeling actually lucky to be working for the company that i do and you know for a leadership team where it wasn't fighting to get what's right for people it was just accepted that that's what we were going to do in a balanced way and i'm sure and I won't name any names, there are other companies I've worked at where I would have been pulling my hair out all last week. Um, So I I guess a bit angry, a bit lucky, a bit proud, um, a mix of emotions. But, you know, the, the most important thing is knowing that you're supported by people. And I do feel supported. So um, I can't complain, really. Well, thanks for that. I, I feel I for what I feel really proud that we're a, we're a partner of you guys and uh, yeah just hearing your approach is it's just sort of like um inspiring and just good to, it's always it's always good to know there are good people yeah. in the world doing the doing the right thing um you know a lot of the news a lot of the posts i've seen on linkedin have been more about companies that have handled furloughing and making staff redundant really badly mm. than about the ones that have handled it really well and- so i'm just sort of yeah i'm just sort of glad to have heard yeah, company that I'm look, I'm sure you may well make some mistakes along the <laughs> along the way. We all will, but definitely you know, your intentions are clearly so um right mm. to do right by people and that's just that's just awesome. And can I just say one more thing? Because I don't want people listening to say, Well, that's all well and good when you know, but what position are you in as a company? Now, obviously, mm. good lord, having just gone through our series B um funding and having closed that sort of at the beginning of this year has helped us be able to be in this position and yeah so you had some good exactly and and that has to be acknowledged you know I'm, I'm there's no denying that if that hadn't happened we would have had to take a very different approach and there's lots of companies out there that who don't want to lose people and you know it's going to be even more stressful and upsetting for them because they have no choice other than to yes. potentially let people go um and in that case, you know, that's unfortunately an impact of this and it's going to happen. But again, I think it's the intentions behind it and how you do it. And I really think that saying around it's how it's not what you did, you know, what you said, but how you made people feel. I think mm-hmm. in the months to come, people will look back and even if they did lose their job or, you know, were made redundant or whatever, it's the same thing. They'll look back and say, but they did it in a good way you know, or in a, in a way that considered me um, and made a bad situation, not as bad as it could be. And I think that's the important thing to note there. Completely agree. Guys, on that note, let's, <laughs> let's, let's say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining me on Sanctus Radio. I know we had a slight, uh, slight internet issue, but that just makes it even more authentic. 
Um, I'm having that. I'm having that, <laughs> I'm having that thirty of those a week at the moment in my flat. I don't know about you guys, but um, definitely. Yeah, no, I re- re- really awesome to chat to you both. Thank you for being so honest and candid, and and also, pra- you know, just practically telling us how you guys have done it because I hope that can really, um, yeah, support any other businesses or people that listen to this. Um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks very Thank much. You. Have a lovely day. Cheers, guys. See you Bye. later. Bye. 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 What an absolute corker that was. Thank you very much, Lucy and Leah, for being on the show. I need to run in about a few minutes because I've got another meeting. Yeah, that's the realities of hosting a daily radio show alongside your day job. Um, So I'm going to shoot now. I haven't really got much to say because I think we covered it all. That was just absolutely fantastic. And I'm just, I'm so delighted that there are good people, good companies doing right by people. And it's just great to hear. We hear so much negative news that it's just brilliant to hear something positive and something inspirational that we can take away. So thank you guys. Thank you to everyone at Good Lord. You sound brilliant. Um, I hope this can be helpful to anyone that is maybe in a position where you're an employer and you're furloughing someone, or if you're an employee and uh, yeah, just, just some sort of to know that it's not just you or there's different ways to still stay engaged with your business. So I hope this is valuable. Absolute pleasure. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow. I've um, got another guest on the show tomorrow. We're going to chat about sleep. No one's sleeping well. No one in the world is sleeping well. Maybe that's a lie, but a lot of people are sleeping badly. So we're going to talk about that with someone who isn't sleeping very well at the moment. She's been mentioned on the show before, Tash Bristow, she'll be on. She doesn't really know what she's going to say because she just keeps telling me, I can't sleep very well, Jamie. I don't know what I'll be talking about, but that's enough, Tash. Right, anyway, see you guys tomorrow. Have an amazing day. I don't know what the song of the day is going to be, but it's going to be a good one. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.